This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, you listening to the Oprah Rose Show with TT and Gigi? And yeah, get a pop of thoughts. Everything begins with box. She's a slut, she's a hoe, she's this, she's that. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. It's about people being uncomfortable with women owning their sexuality. What is the truest, highest vision that you hold for yourself? I'm a real ass bitch, and I'm going to get everything that I'm going to get on my own. I know for sure. You don't get what you wish for. You get what you believe. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey guys, I'm TT. I'm Gigi. And I'm Dee Dee. This is episode 173 of the Oprah Rose Show. Um, we're winding down to the end of the year. Cannot believe it. So many episodes, so mm-hmm. many days left. As in I the just year. picked up my glass of wine. Listen, it, it, <laughs> you timed that perfectly. I didn't know. I mean, I keep saying they should. Y'all should make like a meme. So, 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 Alyssa should make a meme of me every time. In I your wine glass. <laughs> we have to play like a drinking game, like how many for Patreon, like how many times did Didi lift his wine glass or something? Too um, many. Too many. Too many. Um, so, you know, thank you guys as usual for tuning in and listening. Um, you know, as we wind down this year, um, like, subscribe, make sure you comment, rate, um, and send in any of your questions or letters or whatever it is to the Oprah Rose show at gmail.com. Um, it's been quiet. So, so email us. Yeah. Even if it's topics, you know, other things that you guys want to see, I think we started off with hotels, but um, yeah, if, if it's like I said, if it's topics that you want to discuss or anything, um, you know, we're pretty, we're open. Basically. Yeah. I'm surprised no one has talked to us about politics recently. You know, we used to be on our pedestal, GG, talking about politics. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot going on in the world, but Yeah, very true. But that's we'll not what we're doing today. No. Mm-mm. Today we're talking about vaginas <laughs> and other and, and other things. <laughs> should I leave? Do I should I should leave? Jeff. No, don't don't no, leave. Stay. No, no. This, this is this is an, an equal opportunity yes. for all parties involved. Um so we're super excited to have, um, I'm going to call you, is it a therapist or a sex therapist, actually? So I'm a therapist, but okay. I specialize in sex. So okay. however you want to put it, it's fine. Okay. So a therapist that specializes in sex, um, Casey, um, so happy to have you on the show <laughs> with us. We're going to call you KK. KK. Thank you. So I can feel part of the crew. Thank you. KK. Call you KK. Um, And I just have to say that, like, you have amazing energy, even through a Zoom call. Mm, I'm so glad you can feel it. Thank you. I appreciate it. it over the Instagram, to be honest. (laughs) I did. It it comes off in your videos. Like, and I feel it's so hard to do in this virtual world, but um, it is. You you have such a calming spirit. I kept, I think we've all had like a really rough day. And so when you came on, I was like, oh my gosh, her spirit is so calming. I need it. Yes. Like, right. Virtual Love sage. It. Thanks. Love Love it. It. My pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. Cleanse our video cameras and our Zoom. Yes. So, smudge um, them up. I'll smudge them up with my light. Please. 
smudge, smudge all my shit after today. <laughs> um, so we just gonna get into it. Um, I think we have some icebreaker questions. Okay, we do. Let's break it. We do. Um, it's a segment that we like to do called this or that. So you make a choice between the two selections that we will provide you um, okay. based off of what your preference is. You ready? I'm ready. I'm okay. Scared. Would you prefer or this or that a yes. clitoral yes. orgasm or an intercourse orgasm? You're going to start with a really difficult one? Yes. Mm, I'm going to go with intercourse orgasm. Okay. That's a good one. Yes. Dating apps or meeting in person? Meeting in person. Okay. Even in Corona? (laughs) Wear a mask. (laughs) (laughs) But then you can't see half the face. Okay. We'll work on that. I need to feel your energy in person. Yeah. Word. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, this is this is a good one. Okay. Okay. Good dick that gives you BV or big dick but can't fuck. I'm gonna go with option B. <laughs> because I can teach the big dick what to do mm, fair yeah or if he don't know how to do you can just get on it and figure it out real quick yeah i can handle that for sure love mm. it I, and i was like neither you can tell i'm very impatient <laughs> I, I never would have thought of teaching someone it's my damn problem but <laughs> so um how did you get involved in you know obviously like you said you're a therapist but um get involved more so in specializing in sex therapy great question so listen there aren't a lot of people that look like us that are talking positively about sex and pleasure so one i think when i was managing being very unsatisfied in my sex life probably 15 to 20 years ago i'm dating myself a little bit um, I was in this place of like, where, who can I talk to? Like, where, where do I go? Who looks like me? Because there's gotta be another way. There's, I need help. And there weren't many people. Um, Dr. Ruth, uh, that was my girl. Um, but she's white and she's old. So oh, Dr. I, Ruth, the little tiny yes. little sex. Yes. Lady. She's okay. a sex therapist. Yes. So that was my introduction to the idea that there were sex therapists out here. Um, and at that point, as I started my own journey and made some amazing success, I thought I want to help other people. I want to support other people. So instead of just generalizing in depression or anxiety or other mental health issues, I decided to specialize in sex and pleasure. Love it. See, that's what I said. You're very, you are a patient woman um, yeah. to be able to even recognize that, to then explore that. So not, we, we love to hear she it. Have a show on MTV? I feel like I remember her from like- She did. Okay. Dr. Ruth. I think she had a radio, st- a radio show. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she was but- kind of like trailblazer with that. Mm-hmm. I think she was like- Oh, definitely. The first person that we saw do that. And she's also like- 90 she's still alive right 
She's still alive, barely, but she's still right. hanging on and talking about sex. Yes. And right. she does occasional YouTube video appearances and um, she has a lot of notoriety in, in right. the field. So I do appreciate her. Um, but there's a lot of a lot more folks that came on board along the way that have been great mentors um, from a distance and uh, people who I've looked up to in the sexual health arena. So, yeah. Yeah, I love a client. Yeah, I'm a woman at that. So when your clients reach out to you, essentially, what are some of the most um, common problems or issues? Obviously, I know that everyone's body is different. Mm -hmm. Everyone's situation is different. But is there some level of commonality or something that you've seen that kind of has been consistent? Mm, There's a couple of themes I think that are pretty prevalent. One from couples that have been in long-term relationships, they seek out my service because they used to have really great, amazing sex hanging from the chandeliers. And five to 10 years later, it's just the energy is different. Life has Mm. taken over, stressors have taken over, and they don't even know who they are sexually anymore. And because they don't know who they are as an individual, as a couple, they don't know how to spark that back. So I Mm. see that a lot with couples. Um, I think another thing with couples where there's been infidelity, I see them come in where they're trying to work on their relationship and they want to improve their sex life. So that's pretty common. Um, I see a lot of vagina owners who aren't having orgasms. They're Mm. just not having them. Um, Their their idea about sex is to pleasure their partner, but not for them to experience pleasure. Um, Sex is often a weapon. It's transactional. And they're ready to change that. Yeah. I think that's interesting because we we had a recent episode just with a relationship therapist and we were Mm -hmm. talking about how sometimes it's very difficult in particular to get black men to come to therapy. And I was thinking like that has to be like another level of, uh, you know, trust and, and everything else involved to then stay with your partner. Like it's not really hitting it for me like it used to to be able to even get to that point. I think so many times also, you know, we, we say to men, like we, we were faking orgasms or acting like everything is okay. And it's not, and they think that they have like the best sex ever. And it's like, nah, it's not even good, which I want us to stop that. Um, Please yeah. Lord. <laughs> I want us to completely stop that. And they think they have like the best dick ever. And it's like, no, it was like, but it's our good. fault. It's our fault. It, it, they it think is. That's that. what it is. Completely. So I guess, mm-hmm. you know, how like a couple like that like what do you even suggest to get to that other side of like you know I guess getting back to swinging on chandeliers and and even even initiating that conversation with a partner as far as you know like I'm not satisfied so anytime you have something that you need to talk about that's hard to talk about skip to the easy part first so I have couples talk about the best sex they had together first because that's going to come easy for them. So they identify this amazing erotic experience that they both remember. It's often 
not the same experience, which I love because then we get to dive into how each person experienced that sexual experience very differently and why it was memorable. And then they're able to identify what are the key things that made it amazing. Hmm. They start there. And then it's like a rainfall. It's so easy for them to say, oh, that's not what's happening now. We've identified the elements that were present that allowed us to have these amazing experiences. And it's easy for us to see how that's not happening in our life. So you start with what's easy to talk about. Then you bridge over to the challenge. Mm. Got it. I mean, yeah, that sounds like in anything, any, any conversation yes, that you're having, probably absolutely. starting with that. Not me. I'm like, well, you did X, Y, Z, but working on it. With the women who have problems, orgasm, orgasming or experiencing orgasm, is it usually a specific area? Like, cause I know that you know, women's bodies, you can have two different types, right? You know, yes. you can have your clitoral, which I feel like is probably more easier for most mm-hmm. women. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, the one that you would receive from intercourse. I'm sorry, um, can, I, can, I, can I come in really quick? When you say clitoral orgasm, that means yes. masturbation specifically? That just means stimulation of the clitoris. Yeah, that okay. creates the orgasm. So, so your partner be, could do it. It could be oral too. Okay. Yep, mm-hmm. it could be oral. Any type of stimulation. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot, Dee Dee. You don't, you know, you don't dive down there. So. <laughs> I, so I have before. I'm not a golden gay. I've had intercourse. Wait, what is a golden gay? If you've never had sex with a woman before. Oh. I okay. am not one, but. But you wasn't trying to, you wasn't, wasn't, you wasn't doing it that long <laughs> to even know what was happening. <laughs> That's hilarious. Go on with the question. <laughs> so sorry. What was, the, what was the actual question? No worries. Sure the, the actual question is, um, are, do you see women who have both issues or is there one that seems to get the most, um, the most uh, issues for you or do women have the most issues with one specific type of orgasm? And, you know, obviously we don't want to, because you do this work because it's your work, we don't want to give too much to the, uh, to the listener, but what are some of the things that you would suggest for women who have a hard time, have a hard time reaching orgasm, whether it be with their partner or by themselves or whatever, what are some of the things that you will probably suggest? So the first thing I suggest is definitely self-pleasure. So a woman should be able to um, experience an orgasm without anyone else being there other than a toy, her hands, and her imagination, maybe porn if she chooses. So I think understanding what your body feels like when it experiences the sexual buildup and the tension and what that release feels in their body. Because a lot of times women think that their orgasm should look like what they see in porn or Mm -hmm. somebody with a penis. And it's not the same, it's completely different. It feels very different. And some women have had orgasms and didn't know it was an orgasm because they thought it was supposed to be this explosive fireworks and confetti. And it was more like this, oh, that was real chill. That was like a wet, oh, oh, what was, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's real chill. 
Right. Um, but they can also experience, we're real diverse in the orgasm family. Um, so we can have a lot of different types of sensation. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we only have one. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. That's it. And that's why we're able to have multiple orgasms because you can have an orgasm from clitoral stimulation. And then maybe 10 minutes later, you now experience an orgasm from penetration. And then a couple minutes later, we could go back to a clitoral stimulation. And then maybe now we can throw in a nipple orgasm on top of that. And then we can go Wait, back. people and- had it? Such thing? Yeah. What? You never had a nipple thing? Oh. My nipples aren't really sensitive. And they pr- they really not sensitive now. I have a kid. And after breastfeeding, that is just them things is like fucking i don't even they hard as a rock it's real different it's gone yeah i don't have none and i never experienced that (laughs) (laughs) and i have all the sensation but like i wow i couldn't imagine wow yeah that oh yeah anybody can have a nipple orgasm orgasm. Mm -hmm. the women orgasms hit a little different got you they hit real different real lovely real amazing Yes. So I think education is the first part, understanding what it can look like so that they know what they're looking for, then experiencing it for themselves, for sure. Um, And then being in a space where they can communicate it to their lover, how to touch them, because most women orgasm from clitoral stimulation, not from penetration. The vagina does not have a lot of of ending. I mean, just so y'all know, the anus has more nerve endings than the vagina. So, mm. so you'd another. suggest that? Yes. Oh, and that is another type of orgasm as well. It or is. will it come from the same like G spot? Like, spot. are you just hitting the same spot from a different direction, or is it like you a are? Ball? Okay. Yes, you are. And so, when women have an orgasm from penetration, typically the penis is hitting a cluster of nerves behind the clitoris. It's like the extension the of the spot? clitoris. Is that the technical? That's the G spot. Okay. Yeah. But okay. it's actually the clitoris. It's the internal part of the clitoris. Oh. Mm-hmm. But they didn't teach us that in 35 years and they no. know that. No. They, they don't, they don't yes. teach you any of this. No. I had no idea. I thought the clitoris was just that little itty bitty itty bitty nub. Right on yeah. that. Like I had no idea that three fourths of the clitoris is internal. Wow. Three fourths. That means three fourths. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Oh, you want to look at a diagram as soon as we get off this call? Yes, like, please do. I wanted to see if I had my clitoris handy. I could show you. I have a model. KK, you gotta show me because I I never gonna see it. So this is the way I'm. I know it's not. Do that on your own time. Do it on your own time. The, man, the little man in the boat. Uh, um, I know, and I'm like, so I'm literally sorry. I'm trying to look this up. Um, yes, so it has legs. So the clitoris has legs like this, and what? they surround the vaginal canal. Uh-huh. Oh my God. So when you have that stimulation, a lot of that stimulation is from the legs of the clitoris that swell just like a penis. Mm. Blood rushes to it. When you yes. get aroused, yeah, mm-hmm. but on the inside of your body. Mm. So a lot of this stuff. I mean, as we just said, like no, we're we're thirty five, just learning this. 
Um, how do you think, like, when is a good time and, and how would you talk to like younger children specifically about sex? And then I think as you're probably, you know, getting into the adolescent age or, or womanhood rather, um, you know, what, what are some best practices, I guess, and it could obviously differ for each person, but like, what are some best practices for, you know, if, if you, you know, if you have a daughter or a, a little cousin or something like that, because this is crazy. I'm just finding out about the legs mm-hmm. of the clitoris. Like, who knew? <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it has to be age appropriate. It's never too early to talk about intimacy and sex, but you just want to make sure it's relevant for that age group, if that makes sense. So, so we just want to- They can understand. Yes. And sex education is not holistic. So you want to figure out what does your child already know that you might not realize they know. So you want to ask questions because then you can start filling in the gaps. Mm. So when they're really young, they may start touching themselves or recognizing that they have genitalia and like, what is this for? It's easy for boys because they also pee with their penis Mm -hmm. but for girls the clitoris for example has no other purpose but pleasure you don't pee from like nothing else happens with it it's there for so even just helping them understand their body parts and using words like that is for pleasure right something as simple as that Mm. later when you choose to engage in a relationship, right? Or you choose, you know, so you have to start helping them understand how all the parts fit and why they have them. And I think you can do that at any age. Um, But you really want to start with what do they know? Because they know a lot more than what parents think they know. Mm -hmm. It's funny you say that I have a friend who is a elementary school teacher and she said that it's good to it's good to start having the conversation about body parts like by kindergarten because they'll start like exploring or touching each Mm -hmm. other and you know and you kind of have to at least set the tone or let them know like hey this is my private part or a vagina yeah. or whatever. And, you know, no one should touch it. You know, even yeah. mommy or daddy, you should like, you know, and I was like, wow, at five. <laughs> like, Yes, because we're but, sexual beings. Right. Yeah. So there is an, an interest in that part of who we are, even at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's even like the normal. little boys. They'll have like erections at two. Yes. Yep. Is that part of, I, I can't remember if we had this conversation or not. And, and like, is it still the whole thing of like asking your child, let's say if you're giving them a bath, like, can I, you know, clean your private parts or, or whatever it is? Like, is that, I guess, consent part of it? Is is that part of it as well? Or is that like a step too far? But, you know, I, oh, child, that kid stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. But I mean, you want to teach consent. You want to teach them what that means. I think that's very important. And I think you also have to know your child, right? To help understand. There's a lot of ways you can empower them to wash their privates without your help, um, giving them instruction, helping them understand that. But sometimes depending on the child, 
you do have to help them with that. Mm -hmm. um, and really it's talking them through what you're doing and why I think is even okay. more important. So, yeah. It's okay. funny you ask that. Cause I even, my daughter is two. And mm -hmm. even with little things like, you know, I ask her if I can have a kiss. Like I ask for consent and I even say that yeah. when she says no, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You didn't consent. Like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, but trying to even instill at a very early age that, you know, your body is your body, even your though body. I'm your mom, right. it's, you are in control of, of you. I do not have yeah. ownership of that. You gotta be like, yeah. child, you are mine. If you don't be <laughs> are you crazy? Like, <laughs> I'm literally about to like feed you dinner. Like, are you crazy? Give me a damn kiss, please. <laughs> no, I yes, I feel that way. Absolutely, for sure. Like the nerve of you. No, what? But I have to remind myself that this is in the grander mm -hmm. scheme of things. Like I'm trying to teach her that she is has true ownership of herself. I can't teach that and not like honor that too. Yeah, very true. Oh, that's a lot. I know a a lot. <laughs> A lot. Um, so switching gears a bit. Um, so you did a post on your Instagram uh, about different types of lovers and what type of lover are you? Can you just, you know, talk about that a little bit? Yes. So again, we don't talk about this often. You might hear people talk about love languages, mm -hmm. right? So what's your love language, but the type of lover that you are um, is very important for you to identify for yourself. To be honest with you, the labels themselves really don't matter. There's lots of different labels for lovers that various authors and psychologists have come up with. My stress for people is to identify how you love in an intimate and pleasurable way. So are you more selfish and you require someone to give you pleasure first before you want to give them pleasure? Um, there are people who are people pleasers in their non-sensual life and that carries over into their sensuality. So some people have a hard time receiving. They want to give, they want to be in power. Um, I can't remember the name of that one, but again, the names don't matter because I don't like labels, but it's the concept that's important in understanding how you interact with somebody. You're not just doing these things out of nowhere. There is a reason, there is a pattern, there is a reflection of who you are and how you show up in your intimate relationships. And you need to understand what that is because if not, how do you grow? in that area how do you evolve so and how do you show appreciation maybe you think you're an amazing lover because you know how to give you know how to receive you are very active in reading someone's body and what they need right so if someone is doing something and you might i mean some i've had some lovers that will say things like your body told me to do that what did it my body told you it probably did yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. I enjoyed it, right? So, but you want to make sure you're in tune with the person. So just understanding what type of lover are you? Do you initiate? Hmm. Are you afraid to initiate? Are you more dominant? Are you more submissive? 
Yeah, I think that's interesting because I never, like you said, we've all we've we've all taken our love language test, mm-hmm. and and you know I I know that acts of service is the thing for me, and I need that. Um, but I I don't think I ever really thought about how, like you said, your personality would tie into the way that you then give love. Yeah. Like I, you said, the first person you said that's me, textbook, selfish. Um. So like whatever that person is, didn't really, I'm just thinking, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely, that's how I am. That's you. Um, but yeah. it, not even that it's like my, my um, predominant personality per se, but um, in some things it's just, you know, I, I am like the person that has no issue saying no, and I don't feel any way. And people are like, I feel bad. And I'm like, for what? Like, no means no. And then I, I don't feel a way. I'm going to go watch TV or something like that. Um, so I probably, like you said, I, I love like that, that I'm like, well, let me get into these other language or not even languages, but types of styles styles, um, of love. It's just, it's like raising these kids. It's so hard. It's complicated. Yeah. So would you all say that you like to initiate sex? Like who are the initiators in the group? I'm I, an initiator, but then sometimes I am not. Like it goes either yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, it goes both yeah. ways. I think, um, I think I enjoy being a. I don't. I like initiating because I like the idea of power. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it depends because I, I do also like being pursued and yeah. desired you know um sometimes i think with initiation depending on the, the the person or whatever it can almost be like you know they don't want it and you want it and you're like oh oh wait you know yeah uh, so i like Good both question. <laughs> she's a scorpio and it also depends on the person you're with so right. everyone brings out something different in you mm-hmm that's so if you think about the different relationships you've been in and how if one person saw you the way you were with that other person, they'd be like, who's that? Because you weren't like that with me. But that's because of the nature of that relationship. Because right. relationships take on their own identity. Yeah. yeah. So do you just like get rid of the person that that's not speaking to, to the way that you're love type? <laughs> so you just be like, I'm done. Bye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No time. <laughs> no. So that, okay. So this is where that communication comes into play. Yes. It's vital. It's all, yes. it's, it's, a, it's a, it's schooling in a way. Like you can definitely teach someone like, you know, people always talk about, I know when we did the icebreaker, this or that, it's like good dick or big dick that can't fucking, it's like, hmm, but you can teach someone how to fuck you. You just don't, nec- you don't have to use words sometimes either. That's right. You can guide them with Gee, your what body. You body. Uh-uh. I mean, I, I just sometimes you just aren't compatible with somebody like so sexually, true. you know, and I think sometimes I have to you have to wave that that white flag. And for so for me in situations where, you know, I've communicated like, oh, hey, have you actually you know, said, you said it out loud? like I don't like that I actually prefer this or you know moving mm-hmm. guiding the hand but if you can't if you can't grasp and and then that that fucks up the sexual chemistry then I'm just like all right we just can't okay yeah. we aren't compatible no, 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 right here got you 
Yeah. Because yeah. I, I want to try. be open to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause sex is directional too. Like, I think, like you mm-hmm. said, like, you know, your body told me to do that. Like, that's a direction in a sense. Like, yeah. you, I also don't mind communicate like what do you like you know talk to me because I don't I'm not Whitney Houston I'm every woman I don't know what you like you know right so so communicate with me let me know more spit not you know like I so I, I don't mind that level of feedback but I also will provide that too you know have you I was just thinking have you ever gotten that me any either of you like feedback? From, any, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I'll just do what he told me to do. Yeah. And no, I, I mean, after a while, like after the fact. No, like during. I think even after a while, once you've been in a relationship with somebody for someone for a while, and you, you know, relationship sex becomes a thing because it becomes not necessarily like predictable in a sense, but like in the predictable. Sense, you know exactly what will turn this person on. You're going to do that same move again. Right. So it's like... The signature move. (laughs) That's right. So it's like now to a point where like coaching outside of that signature move to your point is like, no, don't turn around or do that because they... he would know it's the end. Oh, I get what you're saying. So more directional. No, I more mean direction. like feedback of like, no, I don't like that at all. Or you should do this a little bit more or don't do that. You know what I mean? Now, I feel like that's more of direction. Like I like that. I realize I'm also someone that likes constructive criticism. Like I don't mm-hmm. think I've like actively gotten that from a partner. And I low key, I was just thinking, I want that. Like I like to, you know, whatever it is, be really good at whatever I'm doing. So, you know, if it's, it, it's, something that I actually would like to hear from somebody that like I said I've never I've never heard that like or maybe my sex is just real bomb I don't know that's well, probably what it is. is so go listen to past yeah. episodes um <laughs> preferably in the beginning and you <laughs> so every please no but ever obviously like there's something that you know everybody can work on because honestly like I'm not I would not even really consider myself a um, sexual person. Like I am not someone that um, like people are like, oh my God, it's been a week or I'm in a bad mood. Like, and you know, I need to have, I need sex. And I'm like, I need a $10,000. Like that's going to get me out of my head. <laughs> I need a cookie. Like that is going to make me feel a lot better about, I need a glass of wine, like more tangible things. That I'm not really that, you know, I could go like four months and be like, oh, I'm fine. Like, everything's fine so you don't have a high drive and you don't connect sex as a stress reliever it's no. not the type of experience you have yeah that's okay everybody's different yeah like i said give me a, a paypal will just like blow my mind like i'm set up like, uh, i'm not having enough sex i'm like please god someone help me so that i don't have to rework because now it's like at the point where i have free infrequent sex so if i have sex with someone then i have to work through like them opening me back up again and it's painful and then you like that whole process so mm. annoying you had a really interesting well not interesting a funny post on your on your page about how to ride which we mm. were talking about i think That's a good. couple episodes back about how you ride and um 
none of us spoke about writing the way that you did, but you provided really good directions and and um, and I thought that that was awesome. I'm like, man, maybe I should try that. Like, you look, know, well, wait, wait, now let me let me go look back at this post because you never know. Though I was like, see, <laughs> I think this is what you her 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 tactic is what you are already doing and using. Um, so I think you're <laughs> clear there, but um, but case or KK, how was yes. it? What? How would you explain um, to the to the listeners how to ride if they wanted to perfect their their riding skills? They want to be like Meg the Stallion or whatever. Um, how would you suggest they go about doing that? So strengthen your legs and your core. That is mm. going to be key, right? And we know that doesn't happen overnight. So you still have to ride and enjoy that as you're building your strength. But squats are really helpful um, and use the leverage of furniture. So that was one of the things that I put in the post. Like yeah. it, you can get real tired up there. So you can lean on the headboard, you can hold. Yes, it comes in handy. Um, I honestly, I think the best way to ride is when your partner is in a chair because you have the leverage of the floor. It's less stress on your knees. It's easier on your thighs. It's just easier all the way around. Physically, if you're like, I'm still working up my strength, but I want to ride, use a chair with no arms on it. Didn't you just, you actually said that (laughs) in our show. It's it's not that much movement when you think about it. I mean, because you can grind on it without having to do all this extra stuff. Shout out to trying to show y'all visuals, but they can't see us. Uh, (laughs) Patreon users, you can see me right now. But um, but yes, it's like the contact of both people, but it's just like, you don't necessarily have to use any like muscles. It's just literally a Yes. Yes, absolutely. And when you're sliding in and out or on top of it, like up and down, you're just using the leverage of the floor. So you don't have a lot of stress that's happening from your thigh, which is perfect. Yeah. It's get, out, perfect. get out of that bed, get off of them beds and get in the chair. <laughs> and not get in the that's chair. Right. I, I will say I that. <laughs> yeah. I, and I feel like post-workout, um, you know, like obviously like working out, I never real. I honestly didn't even tie the two together that I'm like, oh, okay, we do a lot of leg work and you know, oh, my yeah. core is obviously tighter than it was like three years ago. That probably helps it, which I thought I was just working out. Look at that. Listen, we're sensual beings, no matter how you cut it. It doesn't matter how high your sex drive is or not, but you're created to experience pleasure and enjoy it. And your body is going to support you in doing that. So everything that you do is related to your pleasure, what you eat, your stress level, your occupation, like everything. We can't escape it, but people just don't talk about it. Yeah. Which I think is also interesting. You, you know, were posting affirmations that you should say to yourself because basically, you know, if you don't love yourself, that also can essentially affect how you love someone else, which honestly, I never would have tied, like you said, because Mm -hmm. it is all interconnected, but I never would have tied those, you know, when I think of self affirmations, literally I'm thinking for myself, but not also thinking of it as an extension to how I would deal with a partner. Yeah, because it's about how you show up, like your confidence in yourself, in your body, how you how you see yourself is going to show up in your sex life. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So those affirmations are key. 
never, ever, ever thought about. Like I think of, you know, I'm thinking of like, I don't know, like city girls or like someone Mm -hmm. that seemingly has a super high sex drive. And I was like, they must be really confident. They must be real passionate about it. How do you know? I, it seems like it. That's what I said. I'm just making an assumption. Don't know. That's just an assumption, though. True. Well, you know, JT was talking about um, when she first got out of jail, um, she was talking about how she had to work her way back up to, like, feeling confident in front of the camera. So I think she got it now. I don't, I don't think she's struggling in that area. But she did mention that she had to work her way, uh, work her confidence back up. Back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a real thing. I See, I think we were talking about this over Instagram. It was like, do you love yourself the way that, um, based off of your love, love languages, so to speak. Oh, yeah. And I was like, actually, I don't. I be tearing myself apart. And my love language <laughs> is words of affirmation. So, yeah. <laughs> so to that point, I need to be telling myself more positive affirmations and maybe get it popping tonight. You never know. That's right. Yeah, because one of the mistakes people make is they take their love language and that's what they use to express love when that may not be the other person's love. It's right. it's your love language. It's how you want to receive it, but it may not be how you need to give it. But that's where it's difficult because it's easy to do that thing we know we want. Right. But when we have to speak the other person's language, it can feel very foreign. Yeah. I don't know German. Why you like, I don't speak German. Yeah, Yeah, I think that that is so true. Even just, I was watching like uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta and there's a Mm -hmm. scene with the new member, Drew Sedora and talking to her husband. And I was like, neither of them are listening to each other. Neither of them like really heard what- They came into that dinner with their own agendas. Yeah, they like, they, they, and they literally work because it's probably, I mean, I'm sure it's a combination of a bunch of things, but seemingly also like, I, I am loving you how I want to be loved. Like not necessarily yes. like you said how you need to be. Cause I, I yeah. cause it, it's just so easy to do that. Cause it's like, well, I would want this. So I'm assuming you would want this too. Right. Yeah. You cannot expect yourself from other people. No, but we have to be kinder to ourselves. That's the thing. Like you were saying, it's, we, we speak kinder to a stranger than we do to ourselves. I told you, I'd be in here tearing myself apart, y'all. <laughs> And some of that you would never say to somebody. I would never say it to somebody else. Right, right. What you somebody you love. Yeah. Right. And you're supposed to be loving you, but yet it's acceptable. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Read me, Kevin. I'm saying. I was like, it shouldn't be acceptable. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be okay with that. And you wouldn't let somebody else talk to you that way either. Yeah. Right, you would like all cuss I'm, up I'm, down. I'm, I'm ready. Let's let's box. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Okay. Be, so be. we have to expect that from ourselves. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> no your allergies um, so, it's just your allergies it's just, it's just our allergies you know i'm, I'm a g i'm like oh, sorry let me sip this um <laughs> even worse um casey what would you tell your younger self oh listen oh my goodness he's not worth it and mm. i'm thinking of someone in particular um you will always get through it, 
even when it looks impossible. Yes. Yeah, those are probably my two biggest. I love that, especially I feel like, you know, with breakups in particular, you know, you, you think that you'll never find someone yes. else and that you'll never yes. like get over this person. And then yes. three years down the line, you're like, oh my God, who is oh, that? Oh, yeah. Person? Well, oh, the way yeah, my chart is like, yeah, I'm never getting over breakups. None of them. <laughs> Why? It's just Scorpios and just the way all of my placements like love is very intense and it just takes a long time for me to really get over people. Maybe like get over it enough so that I can engage with somebody else. No, like okay. truly fully engage. Scorpios have like gotcha. a trail of exes that just follow them. <laughs> oh. Oh wow. I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think you're also, you're also not somebody that's like always in a relationship. You know what no. I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that would hopefully make it a little bit better. Just it does. Not, like you said, some like a long ass trail of like. Because it takes me forever to love. It takes forever. Right. Yeah. It takes like eight years for me to love you. And then once Same. I love you, I'm there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next question. <laughs> what about me? Whole other topic. <laughs> KK got us in therapy right now. Little do we know. No, I can't help it. You're not even doing nothing. That's the funny part. Right. Right? And, 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 she just and, make you want to talk. Right? Yes. Just, spilling, just spilling secrets. Um, okay, and um, what do you know for sure? What do I know for sure? Um, hmm. This is a good one. Okay. And you know, I've heard, Oprah, I have heard Oprah ask this question too. And I'm always like amazed at the response. I'm like, wow. You know, people be having a week. So deep. <laughs> yes. They're so deep. But I think I'm going to try to go with the first thing that comes to my mind. And that is um, what I know for sure is that when I get out of my own way, I can accomplish anything, literally anything I imagine. That's really anything good. I imagine. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I really love that. That's facts. Thank you. I love that one. So um, we always end the show with a quote and it is um stop comparing your journey to someone else's curated highlight reel on social media keep doing your mm-hmm. thing um which almost kind of ties it, into what you what just said. it does it, i was like it kind of ties see into- the connection yep it's all it's all connected your it's orgasm connected. may be different than somebody else's says <laughs> that's right <laughs> But please have that orgasm be vulnerable allow yourself to be open Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't be ashamed of experiencing pleasure. A lot of people have shame associated mm-hmm. with pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. so I feel like you're, you're between patriarchy and no one ever talks to you about these things that you just you don't know. Right. You know, you're like you're fast if you like like specifically for little girls. It's like don't be fast when mm-hmm. you just like boys. So you know that yes. is a part of it. So I again never thought fast. about. I ain't heard that in a long time. I know I haven't either. <laughs> Oh, right. She fast. She fast. And it's never a T at the end. It's F A S. Yes. 
exactly. Yes. No, that's um, important though, because black and brown bodies have, you know, historically have never been the standard of beauty. Right. So for us to appreciate our bodies um, in all that they can allow us to experience, that's important. Like we we yeah. have to give ourselves permission to do that. Yeah, give us permission. Um, Casey, where can people find you? They can find me on my website at caseypolite.com. They can find me all over Instagram um, at K underscore spot underscore therapy. Love it. She has a great page, y'all. Go follow. It's really informative. Very. Thank you. Thank you. Very much so. Thank this you so much fun. for coming. Yes, thank yes, you for thank inviting you. me. I really do appreciate it. You guys are awesome. This was fun. Thank you. Yeah, was With that amazing I, energy, you are. <laughs> thank you. Thank it's you. Glowing over there. Right. Thank you. you That's what happens when you have a lot of orgasm. Oh, let me sign up. Sign me up. Right? Just saying. It. Daily. It's like vitamins. You should have them daily. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Damn. Every day. Every day. Absolutely. Wow. We I inspire. I know. I'm like, we need to have a part two to this conversation right. so that I could have some wine. See, I have a client after this, so I couldn't partake in the alcohol. But next time. Yeah, we'll get you drunk okay. and now um, a part two. A part two. <laughs> part two. And we can we can do it on Patreon. That we'll 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 do we'll dive. That would be fun. Yes, let's do that on your Patreon. Yes, let's do that. I love it. Okay, thank you again so much. My pleasure. Have a great night. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye.